most people think of your father, they think of the automotive icon, a disruptor, a creator. And what do you think first when you think of him? That's a fabulous question. Um, so John DeLorean and my dad were two different people to me uh, intentionally. So um, growing up, I never really asked him a whole lot about business other than listening to his stories about how he conducted with his employees, um, some of the ways, his beliefs in management, things like that. But I knew there was a story there that would color the, the man who was my father. So I worked very hard to understand that the businessman, John DeLorean, was who he was. And I got to know the man who I called Daddy. And so when I think of my father, I think of somebody different than most people. And that's kind of the person that, when I left framing John DeLorean with, with um, BJ, who, who I consider um, my stepmother, she, she raised me most of my life. Uh, she, she looked at me and she said, I don't, I don't know the man in that movie. And she wasn't wrong. Uh, the, the John that we knew was uh, just a, a loving, caring, um, giving, kind, considerate, thoughtful, wonderful man. And um, clearly the man who conducted business was not the person that, that we lived with every day. And so um, I'm glad that I was able to have the forethought and the wherewithal to understand that at such a young age and be able to um, separate the two. What was, it, what was the relationship like with your father after you became an adult and you were able to ask him about things? <laughs> uh, that's a tough question. One um, I'm not actually prepared for, but um, I have many feelings about my father having me as late as he did in life because I feel like I never got the experience you're asking me about. I was in my 20s when he passed. Um, I wasn't able to speak to him the same that I was um, throughout my whole life. There was a lot going on at that time, but I didn't have the questions about being an adult. I didn't have the questions then by the time he passed that I have now. And it's <laughs> in a day in my adult life that doesn't go by that I wish he was here, that I could ask him so many questions that I missed out on asking him. I think that's true. That, a lot of adults who lose their parents, they think, I wish I'd asked this or that for sure. That's uh, I, I believe it. Just, just thinking about that and saying that out loud, that, that might be what led me to this, this journey. Um, I, I Once I wanted to write a book called Finding My Father, just to interview all the people who knew him back in the day and get to know many of the things that I never got to know about him. Um, and, and I think that's kind of happening in a, in a different way than I anticipated. Uh, and I'm, I'm starting to see him through the eyes of, of all these people that I'm speaking to. And I'm finding out that the businessman and my father weren't so terribly different. Just the stories I was hearing about him were. Um, so it's been this fantastic journey trying to reconnect with the community. And um, I, I kind of realized one day I was, I was talking to my husband and I said, you know, it's, it's crazy. 
I go to these shows and I talk to these people and they all say the same story. I was five, six, seven, eight, some really young, formidable age when they saw the car or learned about my father. And they go on to tell me this story about how whatever they do in their life today was impacted by that moment. And I'm starting to see all of these lives that were changed by seeing, there was one man who I spoke to and I believe it was in uh, Las Vegas. No, it might've been Florida. And he was telling me how he was a finance manager today. Cause at 10, something like that, he want, he saw the car, he wanted the car. He learned how to save money for the rest of his life. So even people who didn't go into the automotive industry have been inspired and their lives have had these positive turns because of this car or his story. Not just the DeLorean people, many people in the in, in the Pontiac world and in the automotive industry, they're just they're just inspired by what he did, all of the drama aside. So now I'm able to kind of look at them as the same person and accept that yeah, he did some things. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but but overall there was somebody who came up to me. I know I'm rambling, but, but I'm remembering these things. There was a person who came up to me and said, you know, my, my grandfather worked for your father, and we still talk about him at the dinner table and how great he was to work for. Even the people who worked for him in the factories, they'll never forget him and just the way that he made them feel seen. So um, that's what I like to... Sorry. This is what I like to think about when I think about my dad. No, that's very, very touching. I can't think of a greater compliment, actually, than to have someone tell you we talk about your dad at the dinner table. What a huge, yeah. huge compliment. Now, and and it's, gen- it's generational, too. That That's what really got me, because I, I believe their grandfather was no longer around, and they still were talking about it. Yeah, amazing. And, and you obviously enjoy keeping in touch. You encourage people who have DeLoreans to reach out to you. So what yes. do you think it is about that car that captures people's imaginations and really their devotion, too? I love this question because I think I only learned how to answer it very, very, very recently. Um, I was speaking to, over the years, many of the fans have become very, very close friends of mine, almost family and I was speaking with one of them the other day, and we were talking about the unique um, collection of individuals that DeLorean owners are. I've been to a lot of car shows. I love the GTO. I, I love the accomplishment that the GTO was. But, you know, DeLorean owners are quite unique in the car world. And I realized that's because they're not car people overall. Many of them are. This is no insult to, to those that are. Um, but, but a lot of them are just plain old geeks who love the car from Back to the Future. And so you have this breadth of people, individuals inspired by a car for all of these different reasons. And um, I totally lost where I was going with this because I just started thinking about all of these incredible people and, and the the array of industries that they they come from um people who work in in the gas industry the automotive industry television industry 
Um, it's amazing, actually. So it cuts across all lines, really. Yes, um, yes. The car, the car cut across all lines. So there was just something absolutely captivating about that vehicle for just, and maybe that's just the answer there is that it's hard to put your finger on what it was because so many different types of people loved it. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with it's unique and it represents something, you know, to the credit of the Back to the Future movies, it, it represents something fun. And and then the story behind it. So if you take the time, unfortunately, um, many people in the newer generations, you know, I don't I don't know that they have the opportunity to to find the story as easily. But if you take the time to really go back and learn about my father's story, um, it's 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 this fantastic car that went on to represent time travel. And then on top of that, it's this story about somebody who dared to dream and to chase their dream. And of course, there's the aftermath of it. But leading up to that, he made he had so much impact on the world. And um, I, I think that's part of it, too. For me, the car used to represent, as I say in the movie, an iconic representation of my life falling apart. What the DeLorean owners have given back to me is the car now represents a dream, everybody's dream, and daring to achieve it. And that's like, I'm getting chills when I say that, because that's magic. It really is. It's just magic. Absolutely. So there have been these couple of docu-series about your dad, and you contributed, I think, to one of those. So were were these documentaries, docu-series, were they accurate in your mind? Could they have used, uh, were they off the mark in some ways? Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, well, now you're, you're putting me on the spot because I have to admit that I actually didn't watch them. Um, <laughs> uh, th- there is, I, I believe I remember the one that you're speaking of where I um, was, we interviewed in a coffee shop in Fort Worth. It was for a BBC docuseries. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not, I did not watch it. I, I don't consume the media about my father. Um, I have tried in my life to work very hard to maintain mental health. And I understand that in order to do that in certain circumstances, especially growing up, in the shadow of the DeLorean legacy until now, <laughs> um, you, you have to do, you have to make certain decisions in your life, uh, how to live and be who you are. And there's a lot of things that I don't want to hear. And I don't want to subject myself to that for no good reason. Um, perhaps I should have, perhaps I should have spoken louder and corrected things that may be incorrect in them, but, I needed to raise my family and focus on being okay for them. When you, let's go back to talking to the people who worked for your dad and uh, worked with him. What kind of stories did they tell you overall about your dad? Like what it was like to really work with them? Oh, to his credit, Ken Consulik, who put on the DeLorean car show, made me cry every single time I showed up and it was usually by introducing me to somebody who worked in the factories or their family. The stories they would tell me match 
with what my father had told me. Um, my father had told me he was basically the first undercover boss, <laughs> but but they knew he was there. He would he would go to the line in order to learn how to make a better car. He would actually go speak to the people who were building it, and that was huge. As, especially, I believe in that in that day and age. What I hear from every single one of them is, "Your father made me feel seen. He made me feel like a person, not." a cog in the machine. And given where he was at the time, who he was at the time, I think that's huge. That that tells me volumes about the person that he was because he understood that it, it you had to see the people that were working for you and helping achieve what your vision was in order to have it done right. It, it demonstrated the empathy that he had that is missed in so many of the stories that are public about him. It's very true. Um, your father had a couple of hundred of patents under his belt. And in fact, not long before he died, he had applied for another patent for a monorail system, I understand. And he was also quoted as saying he lamented that GM had too many bean counters, not enough engineers. So what, in your mind, made him a great visionary? My father spent the last years of his life sitting on a couch before the days of the Internet, inventing soda pop, golf clubs, sneakers, I'm listing some of the things that didn't actually make it to the patent office. He and I worked on a, uh, a, a way to waterproof homes based on um, Nazi patents to re remove water from the fields to get the tanks across. What made him a great visionary was he knew how to solve problems differently. He didn't just build cars. That was just a specialty. Whenever he was presented with a problem in life, no matter what it was, he tried to engineer a solution for everybody. So I believe what made him a great visionary was he didn't see the box. It didn't exist for him. <laughs> I, think, um, I think the two greatest gifts my father gave me were being the daughter of one of the greatest minds of the 20th century. He gave me a superpower. And this is why I like to reach out to the community. He gave me the power to bring people unimaginable joy by gifting them a moment of my time. And I, I don't know how to describe to people what it feels like to be able to make somebody smile just because I was able to have a few minutes to respond to a direct message. To see the look on somebody's face, <laughs> my husband pointed out the other day, he loves when people find out it's me, because I'll just sit and have a conversation with somebody, and then somebody will tell them it was me, and he loves to see the look on their face. <laughs> the ability to bring joy to people with, without having to do anything, that's a gift. And, and I can't... <laughs> I, I'm so emotional right now. I just, I, I'm so grateful to him for the ability to, 
to be able to give that to people, especially in today's day and age, um, to be able to give that to people. So that's why, that's why I like to, to connect with the community. I think I get a lot more out of it than they do. <laughs> well, especially in today's day and age where so many interactions just take place online, which is not really a, an interaction at all, really, when you think about it, right? Yeah. So that's very, very true. Do you ever think about what your dad's greatest attributes were and maybe what his great weaknesses were? Oh, I don't know if I should answer this one. <laughs> um, what, what are some of his greatest attributes? I think some of his greatest attributes were his compassion um, and his obviously his mind. He, he was absolutely brilliant. But also his, it would, it would appear as stoicism. I almost want to say enlightenment, but his, his understanding of, of just what's important and what's not. I'm not sure what time in his life he figured that out, but he had figured it out by the time he was raising me. Um, his, his greatest weakness is women, and that's just plain and simple. <laughs> And honest, too, I might yeah. add. Yeah. He would tell you the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Honesty there. So, listen, both of your parents were famous. Of course, your father, John DeLorean, and your mother, Christina Farrar, a model, TV personality. Has it been a struggle to live your life outside of their shadow? I love you for asking this question. <laughs> um so there's a reason why um, I am getting so many messages on LinkedIn from people I worked with for decades telling me they had no idea who my father was. That's intentional. It is impossible to be your own person growing up in the shadow of fame. Um, this is part of why I, I was modeling when I, uh, when I was pregnant with my first child and I walked away and never went back because I never wanted my children to not have that choice. Um, it's, it's been a great struggle for me to maintain my father's legacy because I don't like the attention. Um, so growing up at three famous parents, um, my stepfather is a wonderfully successful producer. I thought that was really cool that all three of them were children of immigrants and made their way, and they all were hugely successful people. That's a wonderful part of my story. Um, but it's, it's difficult. It's very, very difficult, especially if you're not somebody who wants to go into that world because you face a lot of people who have judgments about you without ever giving you a chance. And so when I married my husband, I took his last name because it allowed me to define who I was by myself uh, without having to have that shadow cast over my head. Had nothing to do with not being proud of my legacy or anything like that. It just was a very difficult corporate life. <laughs> we'll put it that way. And... Do you, you still keep in touch with your mom, your mother? I do not. Oh. That is a, that is a story that um, I, I, the last time I spoke to her was when I went to the premiere of the movie. Mm. And um, that's the end of that question. Mm. <laughs> T um, tell me, you are married and you have how many children? 
I am married. I am I am married to wonderful man Jason Seymour, and I have three incredible children. I have Kevin DeLorean Jaker, who just had my first grandbaby, Axel DeLorean, which might be the coolest grandbaby name on the planet. I'm definitely biased, but still. And then I have two beautiful daughters, um, Casey Seymour and Serafina Seymour. And um, Casey is an artist, a digital artist, and she is fantastic. And Sarah is still in high school. And I love my children very much, 